Welcome to episode 60 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. That has its own athletic department. Yeah. College football season starting. Yeah. They have athletic departments. They do. And our t-shirts have that on them. I am Scott Prime, and with me is Kilowog. Steve. E. Steve. Kilowog Steve. You, Either way. You would think after 60 episodes that we get your nickname. More kinda, than that. Well, it's actually a lot more than that. Yeah. It's probably closer to like 70 or 72. No, it's not that many. Was it like 64? A... No, we have a Chaos Cup special every oh, year. Yeah. We had the Oklahoma Bowl special a few times. The Prime special. Prime special. I mean, yeah, we're probably. Why did I get a special? Well, I well, completed I... my 24. We'll have to do that in the future. Nobody cares. They do care. Nobody cares. The bad thing is, is you opted out not to do the 24 and 24. That is true. You did 24 and 25. Yes. <clears throat> Which. I'm it's glad, still good. I, I'm glad you did that so I could be the 24 and <laughs> 24 guy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so glad that that second experience with Harkon sucked ass. <laughs> I want to play Dark Elves again. I don't know when I'll be able to. Oh, this Go sucks. back four years ago and listen to Steve play Dark Elves twice. That's uh, true. Been doing this a long time. How you doing, man? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing all right. Ready to talk some Blood Bowl on the eve of Chaos Cup? We're just days like away. away. I know, but by the time we l- release this, we're going to be just days away. True. They're going to be in the car right now going like, or I'm on the so, plane. Or on the plane or flying over the ocean going, I'm so glad I get to listen to Steve and Scott. Said nobody ever. <laughs> No, dude, there's lots of love for Steve and Scott. There has been a lot of love lately. It's very appreciated. So, uh, any great experiences with Blood Bowl? Hell yes. Hell yes. Hell yes. Wow. Not tabletop. Now, I was starting to say, you haven't played any tabletops. No. Fumble? A, Is a this a very positive? Good, positive fumble experience. Okay, so everybody should listen right now because Steve's going to give a rare positive feedback. It's from- twinged with a negative. Okay. And you'll probably be able to get the other side of the story on Nufflecast coming up. Because <laughs> we played in Pod Bowl, and I played Grant after waiting around for, what, a month and some? Do Canadians live in a different dimension where, like, their year is, like, 765 days? I don't think it was their fault. I'm just saying it's always Pod dark. Bowl is, like, really clogged it, up, and it... It wasn't their fault. Okay. Okay. It was someone else having babies, personal problems. I'm just giving them a hard time. Okay, that's fine. I'm just trying to bash them. No, Canadians suck. Yeah. No, I bashed him. I bashed him good. But if you are Canadian and you're coming to Chaos Cup, you still have time, grab some ketchup chips because my kids want some. Really? My oldest daughter asked if we had any more of those. so. Um, So, anyways, played Grant, Spoon. Spoon! And it was my Norse against his Wood Elves. And I was getting inducements. I got, I want to say 440? No, three. I don't know. I got a lot of inducements. You can do the math when I tell you what I took. I took. Morg. No. I took two dirty player cards, hoping to get like a pit trap or, you know, something to screw them over. Mm, They kind of sucked, I thought. And. Then I was looking at things. I ended up getting a babe, which never came into effect. That is the curse of the babes, that you always say that it, you're either never going to use them right. or they're never going to matter. You're going to roll ones. Or you just get automatically casualty. Right. 
So, I guess we're being taken photo of. Scott will post that to Twitter. Maybe Facebook. Or maybe Facebook. Uh, um, so, anyways, um, I since he has a tree, I took Wilhelm Cheney. Because no, not Wilhelm. Um, Helmet Wolf. Because of the chainsaw. I figured, yeah, chainsaw against tree. That's good enough. Oh, it's second edition. That was deadly. Yeah. Deadly combo. So the odds went my way, and I got the kickoff. He lined up, put the tree up front, and a couple of guys. And I just loaded up for bear and went at him. The ch- the chainsaw took the guy down. So my, I got two dirty trick cards. One was the exploding runes, which I've never used inducements in fumble i haven't used the cards you mean it you mean cards right yeah not inducements you but said inducements that's an inducement i know but you you said i've never used inducements in fumble i don't think i have i might have you saying okay, you i never probably have? have i probably have with a player but never a card yeah i've never, never used the card, card either. Okay, true so i was confused about when they applied or not so the runes i screwed up on eh, that guy didn't play basically the other one I got kicking boots. So it gives them dirty player, I think minus one movement, and kick. I already have a guy with kick on my team. So I was just like, eh, I put it on a journeyman, because who cares if he gets thrown out. I took down the tree man. I took down two other people, and I took down this person, and I took down that person, and I kicked this person, and I casually that person, <laughs> and I knocked him out. By turn four or five, I pitch cleared him. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, did you just stall in the line, or did you just score and um, let him come back? No, I scored. I don't think I pitch cleared him until, I don't know, whenever. But um, it, he, he was so bad. When he set up the second time, he had four people. And when he set up for the second half, he had four people. Nice. Um, Did you kill any war dancers? I killed the tree. No. I killed somebody. I think it might have been the war dancer. I wasn't really paying attention. I was just hurting him so bad. I was just taking every opportunity. He tried to lure me into a sideline push with my O-Farner. He just like, left a guy like two squares away. Mm-hmm. And the, he, the guy with the ball was eight or seven squares away from helmet and he didn't think that i would go with helmet but i was like why wouldn't i yeah you're gonna get rid yeah eventually he's gonna go away he's gonna go anyways if you score so (laughs) i just put a guy on the one at the bottom of the screen and helmet went for it twice chainsawed the guy with the ball (laughs) got rid of him off the field um because I wasn't able to pick up the ball. I think it was raining the first drive. And the ball ended up in my end zone, like very close to it. And I had a couple of people around. So he had a guy and tried to pick it up, and he failed a handoff or something. Another, I ended up using a blitz and pushing out two of his people in one turn through the back of the end zone, <laughs> right by the ball. So uh, it, was, it was a very good game. But as good as it was... I really didn't feel like I did it, you know? 
uh, it's just all luck. Welcome to uh, Fumble. Yeah, it just <clears throat> everything went my way. I screwed up and decided I screwed up on my ice troll, and I had to go for it. And I was like, eh, whatever. And no, I did a block, and I got double skulls. And I'm like, eh, whatever. I'll try. And I did a reroll, got it, no problem. I've it. He passed the ball. Like he, I left him a wide open. He had four people, so mm-hmm. I left him a wide open lane. I was just putting as many people as I could between him and the receiver. My guy intercepted the ball. <laughs> just, you know, why wouldn't he? Sure. So I ended up the, on the game, and Grant's like, "You need to hire that guy because the guy who intercepted the ball was the guy that got the kicking boots, who I kept kicking people with, and never got called out." Um, so I ended up buying him. I thought I had more money than I did. Because I bought him instead of buying a berserker, <laughs> that sucks. But what, it's okay. What crappy name did he have? I love the made-up names on Fumble. Um, something Iron Shield, I think. <laughs> it was pretty dumb. Nathan Iron Shield. It might be. It's cl- very close to that. That's funny. But yeah, it was a very, very, very good game for <laughs> once. Um, my last Fumble game. I've had actually the last few. I think I've won. Um, surprisingly, in our little leagues that we're playing in. I played Extreme, not in Pod Bowl, but in our little private league. Right. Uh, what is it? Uh, U.S. Brawl or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, he was the champs last year, and he's been having a kind of a bad luck season, I guess. Yeah, I beat him. And um, he had inducements against me. I kicked off to him. It was a blizzard. I basically almost had an onside kick, and I was like, I hope I get the blitz so I can hit that uh, <laughs> that chainsaw guy. <laughs> sure enough, uh, I got the blitz. My mummy went around the corner. I missed the go for it, so I just re-rolled it, not thinking. And then I knocked his orc with the chainsaw down, You know, got him out of my hair, Ugh. got underneath the ball, lined up guys. I went for it probably another six to eight times. In that turn before I finally fell down. And when I fell down the second time, I realized, oh, yeah, it's a blizzard. Mm-hmm. Go for it. It's our one and twos. And I was thinking, I didn't realize that. And I probably wouldn't have blitzed with that right. <laughs> that mummy and stuff to begin with. So my stupidity <laughs> helped me out be aggressive. And it worked out to my advantage. And I ended up winning two nothing and stuff. But um, he just had some horrible luck. And I had some fairly decent luck but that's that's fumble that's fumble and sometimes that's blood bowl yeah and uh even though this is not a segment this is just the opening segment and we're recapping all our fumble stuff but that's that's what we've been doing lately yeah besides getting ready for chaos cup getting ready for chaos cup which we will well we're going to cover that in the second segment no we're not oh we're not covering that until chaos cup Okay, fine. We can talk about what we're taking. I'm taking vampires. I'm taking ogres. Should be interesting. I'm not going to get the wooden spoon this time. For I, sure. Steve almost did last year. I, I'm not getting it. I wish I had. <laughs> it would have made that almost worth bearing. <laughs> um, what are we going to talk about today, Steve? Well, that's a good question. I wish I knew. Oh, you don't have the notes. No, I, I'm forgetful. And really... I didn't write them down either. That's why I thought we were talking about Chaos Cup. Oh, no. Uh, what we're going to do is we're actually going to talk about Emerald City Cup, 
Right, which we just got back from. Which we just got back from, from Wichita, Kansas, just a couple weeks back. Oh, God. I forgot about the hotel. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We got got stories to tell. We have a story. (laughs) In the second segment, we are going to talk about... I guess coaching, how to help people. Had a couple of people ask us our opinions on tactics. Yeah, surprisingly, we've had some fan emails about tactics, so we're just going to answer them here. Yeah. And then in the the final segment, we're going to take a smaller twist. Usually, we're not so serious. We're going to take a serious turn. It's going to be a very special episode of Different Strokes. (laughs) God. (laughs) No, this very special episode of Blossom, Blossom finds a gun. We are going to talk about the weight loss challenge that was um, talked about on the way home from Chaos Cup last year, Mm -hmm. and the rules were set, and the weigh-in happened, and we'll get into the whole story in the third segment. Uh, so if you're a big guy, you should listen. Yep. <laughs> and then we'll, for the big guys. And then, of course, we'll have... We're a, always hungry. <laughs> that might be really stupid. What? I'm trying to think of other negatraits. Negatraits. Uh, they're loners. Yeah. Because they don't want anybody to touch their food. Tend to be loners. <laughs> um, Hideous the, appearance? A foul appearance? What? Now you got me doing it. See? Yeah. Second yeah. edition. Oh, well. And then, of course, we'll have shout-outs at the very end of the episode. Yep. So... Episode one. Episode one. Jiminy Christmas. You want to watch episode one now? Say no, because I do not want to watch that. What do you mean, episode one? Star Wars. Oh. So, segment one. I think I would watch episode one over, like, episode two. Oh. I remember liking episode two better. But I think it was because I saw it twice in the theater. So, the second time, I forgave the bad dialogue. (sighs) And it was my first movie to see in digital projection. And that blew my mind. So right. that helped. All right. Enough tangents. We're going Anything's to... <laughs> better than episode three. All right. Enough uh, sh- chit-chat. Let's get on to some Emerald City Cup after this break. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. So, Emerald City Cup 2. Just got back from Wichita, Kansas. It was a date I can't remember. It was um, August 6th, I think. Sounds right. Or around that time. Yeah. Steve of the Amazing Memory. Let's see. It was nearly two weeks ago. Yeah. We were recording on the 25th. So. Nobody really cares. I think it was the 10th or something. I don't know. You Whatever. can go to the Scars webpage and Whatever. find out. It was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. We had um, 16 or 18 people. I think there was 16. I think it was 16. I Sounds think you're right. right. It was not as hot this year. No, they, so that was the better. AC was working, and outside wasn't as hot as right. it was last year either. Yeah, it just rained a while back, so that helped a lot. Still warm, but not unbearable. Yeah, so we uh, made the trip that morning. Yeah. We left early, early in the morning, and we drove on up there. Got to go to Walmart so you could buy a belt. That was Yeah, fun. We, uh, we got there... Pretty early, so I said, let's just go to Walmart. I'll buy a new belt, and I bought some new shorts. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, real <laughs> exciting news. But uh, it was nice to buy uh, shorts that were, what, a couple sizes smaller than what I, I needed. And I got to wear a belt that actually, <laughs> I had clothes that fit, and I was really happy. That's good. <laughs> and I think it showed in your playing. Yeah, I don't know about that. So, um, round one for this, I took my ogres. Okay. So first off, before we go too far, yeah, I don't mean to interrupt Steve, but before the tournament started, we, you either got a munchkin oh, yeah. or a or monkey, a flying monkey. Yes. Okay. And my flying monkey that I got, and I think you got too, it was actually the same th- stats as Grotty. So it was like, because I took Prickfarth and Grotty, so it was like I had two Grotties, except this one had Leap. Right. Uh, his stats was six movement, two strength, four agility, seven armor. He had dodge, leap, right stuff, stunty. So it's exactly Grotty plus Leap. Right. And then the other one... And he, he was the evil forces. And what they were doing is yeah. just this gimmick where you got one of these randomly in your little baggie. And they were just trying to tally up, like, are the forces of evil going to win or the forces of good? And I think they were going to carry it over. If evil they won, are. they were going Both to ways, yeah. They were going to change the storyline a little bit. Yeah. And they had custom star players for Dorothy, the Tin Man, all the, all the characters from the There's Wizard of Oz. There's a lot of star players. Right. So I didn't take any. Some people did, though. Yeah. So Dorothy was a pain in the butt. I'll talk to you about that later, too. <laughs> um, yeah, so I took... Brickfarth and Grotty, Morgan Thorg, one ogre with block and pro, and a whole crap load of snotlings. And uh, my first match, I actually got to go up against goblins. Mm. And uh, Kevin Kirschniger, Kirschgesner, never going to say it right. <laughs> um, just regular. Build couple trolls, fanatic, loony, bombardier, pogoer, and ripper. So you know a shit ton of strength right. to go up against my shit ton of strength. And I don't remember anything about the match. So move on. <laughs> I think I won. Steve is kind of like a cat in this, or God. or a fish who plays blood bowl because <laughs> it's so. It gets, it's getting worse too. Because, like, I I need to start taking notes. That's because you play all these games on your phone. Stop playing games on your phone. That's not it. Yes, it is. You I, can't remember anything unless it's a stupid game on your phone. I've read three books. I could tell you the plot and characters of all three. Okay. Steve these does not care about playing you guys. Matches, especially in a tournament, are very ephemeral. They're not there to me. They're like spells and... Didn't it wasn't it old D and D that once you say the spell you had to rememorize it? I think so. Yeah. So after your match, when you go tell people either about your good luck or mm-hmm. or bad fortune, it leaves your brain. Yeah. We're just gonna go with that. It really. I mean, I enjoy. You're a blood playing, bowl wizard. I I am a blood bowl wizard, Harry. <laughs> so, so, I I love that. Um, so I won. Want to talk? About yours? Sure. Uh, my first matchup was against Corey Elliott. I played him last year. Uh, last year he had he had some lizards, and I think we tied last year one to one against my wood elves. But this year he brought orcs, and it was a pretty stacked and packed team. I had my Westside Grimjacks was a which was a necromantic team. 
the build allowed me to take an extra werewolf this time that was different from um, Diablo Bowl. So I, I had the standard, you know, two whites, two ghouls. One ghoul had wrestle, one had block and sure hands. Two werewolves. One of those werewolves had block tackle. Uh, I had a flesh golem with block and a flesh golem with guard. And then some zombies and two rerolls. Um, so this matchup, I kicked off to him. It was um, a big, 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 big long stalemate for the longest time. I had to do some kind of crazy dodging and get into his big scrum. And with a one-die block, I knocked the ball loose. Ended up scoring the first half. And then the second half, I just kind of grounded out. And I won 2 nothing. It, Although, it was a much tougher match than the score indicates. Right. So, uh, I was super happy that I was able to get that ball loose because... I just felt impossible, you know, like that was, it felt like my only shot to get the ball away from him that half. And it worked out, you know, how you have those times where you roll the skull and it doesn't work. So, but whatever. So, uh, I was really happy about that. So uh, two nothing. Well, you want to talk about your second game? Sure. I can do that. My second game was against Steve Gamble. Yay. He's he's some guy who, that's why he wanted me to talk about it. (laughs) Yep. So, Steve, I've never beaten Steve at a tournament, ever. Have we played that many times, though? I, I could look it up. If you want to pause for a second, I can look this up and fumble. Go How ahead. many times we've... In fumble? Or not fumble, but... Um, NAF? In the NAF. You, you want me to look it up? Sure. In the NAF, we can play the seven... <laughs> you, could just, you could just stop the, the podcast and... Well, we can just keep talking. doesn't matter. You think people don't care? People enjoy dead air. You think so? Nah. Not dead air, but we're filling it. Golly, I always hit the wrong thing on the NAF page where it says, like, members area? And I go, sure. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I should have hit the take me there. Right. It's like, damn it. So let's see what our previous records were together. If I can even find that on the NAF page. (laughs) Watch it be we've never played each other. No, that's not. We have played each other. Uh, where is that? Where is that thing at? Where you can compare? Um, coach lookup. Is it? Is it coach lookup? No, it's my a, coach page. My coach page. Yeah. This is really interesting. Uh, air. I know that. Look up the NAF number or NAF name. Uh, sure. We're gonna go look at this. Oops. The most boring podcast ever. Yeah, I like how you complain about fluff, and then your names are just stolen from other people's teams. What are you talking about, fool? Abe Gavoda, okay. Ben Deadlong, Abra Cadaver. These are all Allen's teams. No, th- okay. So before I get into this, while I'm trying to look up how many times we played each other, mm-hmm. the the Westside Grimjacks has always been kind of a pun. It's it's the On. coach. Okay. So in second edition, there was a team called the Westside Werewolves. Right. And there was a team called the Brunder Grimjacks. Right. So since one was an all-werewolf team and one was either like a necromantic, you know, Frankenstein slash human team, they kind of merged together since a necromantic team is werewolves and like the Frankenstein monsters. Okay. Okay. And when it was time for me to play these... The, a necromantic team. I, I I've always had a name, the Grimwood um, 
Wolfpack. But for some reason, I wanted to do something like kind of semi, kind of fluffy. And I thought, oh, they moved franchises, so they combined forces, just like we have a town in two towns in Oklahoma in really rural Oklahoma called Amber and Pocasset. Right. They're little farm towns. They're about five miles apart. Well, they share a high school, so that area is called Amber Pocasset. One of them has the junior high. One has the high school. Blah blah blah. Okay. So the idea was is these two. Teams combined. That's why you don't have a whole team of werewolves. It's all com- combined together. And I wanted to use the coach Delzine, who got in our fluff of our league, got eaten by the Minotaur of the Blackwater Bulls because he was the assistant coach that supposedly had the magic touch, but they got third place too many times. Yeah. So he died. Well, he somehow was resurrected. As this ghost necromantic guy. And so what he did is he went back through and stole players that previously died for other teams. Oh. That's why every player on my roster is a dead player from some other team in our league. Some of them happen to be, you know, old ghouls, old Mm -hmm. whites. Um, Frankenstein? Frankenstein. I just pulled that for straight from the fluff okay, of you know. the Grim Jacks and Stitch Johnson. We we haven't had a flesh golem in our league die. So those two I just kind of made up Makes right sense. at the last second. Same thing with the werewolves. We never had any werewolves die. So that's why we got Rudolph Cheney, who's the distant cousin of Wilhelm Cheney. And then Whelan Edwards is, remember the Marvel character Vermin? Who lived down in the sewers yeah. and fought Spider-Man yeah. and... His real name is Edward Whelans, so oh, I just okay. switched that. So, no, I don't have a... This is probably my least fluffiest team, but I still have justified it, and it's better than the team I played in the second round, the Pig Barter Knobheads, who have players named Knobhead 1, Knobhead 2, Again, Knobhead 3. There are positions, not names. Whatever. So anyways, while you were complaining, uh-huh. uh, it took me a couple seconds, I found it. Okay, well, you found it before I did. So, uh, we played... At Dust Bowl, my Dark Elves beat your Slon three to nothing. <laughs> yep. At Alanade, my Chaos tied your Norse one to one. Oh, we tied. Okay. Nuffwing two, my Undead beat your Kimry one to nothing. And Warpstone Tur Oklahoma edition, my Skaven beat your Underworld two to one. Yeah. See, I've never beat you. That's true. Until um, now. Until today. And I don't even remember our score, but it was actually a really... Two to one. Was it two to one? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because you got the kickoff, and you threw a goblin or a snotling, and you scored right off the bat. And I was like, damn it, here we go again. Yeah. I'm going to have bad luck. And and really, I wasn't hurting you that much in the first half. No, you were not. I was actually hurting <laughs> you a little bit. Yeah. Um, you got the ball. You did your stupid cage thing, which I can never get through. <laughs> but I was... Did some dumb plays, and I ended up actually blitzing to hit your guy into the end zone on my turn. Mm-hmm. I think I did a two-die block uphill with a snotling, right? Yeah, I believe so. And knocked you into the end zone to force you to score to give me at least one shot to score. Right. And I came close. <laughs> you did. Like, I just had one... If I would have had one more... Um, one more bounce, I think, bounce. and you would have made it. Yeah. But you got everything else you needed. Right. 
Um, I was like, Ugh. and then I got the ball the second half and I grinded it out yeah, again. And I won two one. Um, but it was a really tough game, and honestly, yeah. you played really good with that team. It's I a mean, hard team. <laughs> I know people think Morg is overpriced, but that guy's so so no, he's, good. He's so good. And really, Brickfarth and Grotty together are really good too. Yeah. I mean, really. And when I have two Grotties, I mean, oh yeah, with the monkey, that yeah. was that was a huge game changer. Yeah, it was it was big. But I was happy to get the win and finally beat Steve. Once again, I hate playing against ogre teams because you should win, right? But it's always tough. So then we had lunch somewhere. Where did you go? Where did I go for lunch? Didn't you go to? I don't even remember. Uh, did we you go to Subway or something? You got a sandwich? I don't know. I don't know. Michael, no wait, you and I. Oh, me and you left because we were done with stupid. our game. <laughs> We, we went to Village Inn and we had the. I had a light breakfast. Yeah, like a low fat breakfast thing. And you had pancakes and stuff like that. I had French toast. A French toast. That yeah, so good. So we had a good breakfast. I can't believe we forgot that. God, it was <laughs> and, we thought for sure we'd split up because we did one time. <laughs> so uh, then we came back for round three. Um, round three, I went up against Thomas Keen, who wants me to express that it was a very hard fought match. Wait a second. The same Thomas King you were telling me was such an easy match on the way home? No. Never said that. <laughs> He's lying, Thomas. Uh, it was a hell of a game. It was back and forth and back and forth. Um, he had Skaven. So I th- he has Rat Ogre, one thrower, four gutter runners, three with block, one with wrestle. So I just wasn't able to take him down, but I was just pushing him around and we ended up tying, I'm pretty sure. should probably know that, but... You probably should know that. Yeah. You're pretty sure you're tied. Pretty sure we tied. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad you tied. I could call him, <laughs> and we could discuss what the game was, but... He would like that. He probably would. That's okay. I, I honestly don't remember the score to my next matchup. Okay. Um, I played in the third round. I played Dave Turner. Also, his team was called Damn It Dave. Damn It Dave. Not both down approved. Not both down approved. No, not, I'm not questioning you. <laughs> it was a Chaos Dwarf team. Uh, I played him at uh, Buccaneer Bowl, and it was a tough matchup then, and this was no different. We had a super tough matchup. I can't remember if I won 2-1 to one or won nothing. But either way, you won. I, I did win. It was... Super frustrating. Here's the deal. At one point, he's like, I'm pissed because it's frustrating because of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, and Dave's a nice guy. He was like, he's like, I really enjoy playing you. He goes, you really make me think strategy wise. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, well, I wish you wouldn't make me think. I want this to be easy right. so I could whoop you. <laughs> but uh, I ended up winning. Um I said a really tough matchup. He beat me up. I know that. And that's where I was getting really frustrated. Back to that compliment. That is what I'm always striving for. It's the same way I play pool. Because when you play pool, uh, if someone scratches three times in a row, you win. Okay. I think it's two or three. It's been a while since I played. But that's what I always went for. I'm like, I don't need to play well. 
I just need to screw you up for what you scratch a couple of times and I win. And I would win that way. So playing Blood Bowl, I don't really go for like overall strategy of how best to play it or, you know, overall odds. I just do what I feel is going to be best for me and will screw the other guy over as much as I can. Okay. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, trust me. I love it. Like the one time I played Brian too, and we had a tough game and it was really making him sweat. So, yeah, you know, same here. <laughs> uh, well, I just looked it up. I won two, I won two to one over the cast wars. Okay. So anyways, tough. My last match, I went up against Joseph Kirstensker and, uh, <laughs> He had Isn't more... it Kessinger? No. Kessner. Kirschgessner. Kirschgessner. We should know this by now. As much as they support us and come to events. It's not like I say their name to them all the time. You should. Eh. You should respect people. I speak their first name. I want everybody to call me Mr. Prime. Mr. <laughs> <Stop> Prime? <laughs> okay, let's go. So, yeah, it was dwarves. I don't know if I told you. I'm playing ogres. So, screw that matchup. <laughs> So it's you, about how much I cared about that match. Oh, he was the one running around telling everybody how many casualties he got against you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up to five. I'm up to five. I'm, like, Ugh, I'm going to hurt you. Just <laughs> kill me. Get it yeah. over with. Um, so last round I played, I think at this point I was the only guy with three three wins. Yeah. No, no losses or ties. Michael Lewis had and, two tie, two wins and a tie. Yeah. So I played Michael Lewis, who had who was playing his final twenty, his second to last final twenty four team. Right. Um. So I was playing Brownstone in the finals. Chaos Pact. It was uh, Underworld. Underworld. That's right. And I was like, okay, it's Underworld. I can maybe beat them up. Mm-hmm. But then I looked at Michael's roster, and it was really good. It had some claw. It had some just – Michael's a good player with any team, if right. anybody doesn't know that. And he's super nice. And then he had Dorothy on this team, which she was a big pain in the butt, butt star player. And What'd she have? Do I don't know. <clears throat> I don't remember, but she was, I, I think she was kind of like an Amazon where she okay. had like the dodge. And just he, – he put pro on the troll – which is a Steve favorite, I know. Yes, it is. Um, I will say, pro on my ogre rarely came into effect. Like this whole tournament, that whole tournament, Morg was just dominant, and then the ogre was just kind of there. Well, Michael had, I think, at least three rerolls. He had, I don't know if he had the monkey or the halfling. I think he had the halfling or the hobbit or munchkin, munchkin. or whatever. Um, Anyways, I kicked off to him, mm-hmm. um, thinking I could at least beat him up. Michael did the, you know, I'm going to hit you a few times, then I'm going to dodge away and stay away from you. And he did that with ease the whole first half. I couldn't hurt him. I was getting super frustrated. Um, I never felt like Michael rolled bad. It He did roll bad, like, for the troll. And then he'd use pro, and then he would get it, and then he'd roll really good. It's really handy, isn't it? The first half, he'd, his troll was amazing. Yeah. Every time he'd fail something, he'd pro it. He didn't have to use his rerolls. So, Michael got into a situation where he was beating the shit out of me, and I had to try crazy stuff. Now, he could have scored and went up one nothing, and probably gave me at least plenty of time to try to score. Yeah. 
at one point, I think he was down the near the goal line with, I think, four plays left. And he had a strong advantage, and I would have done exactly what he did, which was stall out the half yeah. to make sure it was going to be just one nothing, not one-to-one mm-hmm. with me getting the ball back and a chance to recover all my guys. <clears throat> well, I was, on, quite honestly, I got really pissy because it just felt like, Bad luck, bad luck, bad luck, bad luck. And it kind of was. But I shouldn't get pissy because it's Blood Bowl and there's one out of six for everybody. So eventually I had an opportunity to tackle this guy where I had to go through tackle zones and go for it and all this BS. And I got it. And then I got the pow and I knocked this guy down. And then the ball scattered up the field. And I had a guy who picked it up. And then I went for a pass to try to score and my guy fumbled. (laughs) So I was really frustrated, but you know, happy. I stopped him. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, I think he blitzed, uh, blitzed that guy off the ball. I think he even hurt him. And then Michael picked up the ball and he was going to throw a pass, I think to Dorothy Gale. Well, and, you know, at this point, if I was Michael, and I'm sure this is what he thought, is like, damn it, I should have just scored because it's a guaranteed score sure. and played defense. Because you always wonder, do, I, do you stall too well, yeah, much or you not? You never know. But you never know. So at this Especially point. Especially when you have two eight movement people. Well, I think he had at least knocked one of them out. He was oh, okay. he was beating me up. For, I mean, he, momentum was really strong. And that's why this is all BS, what I'm going to tell you for the these next <laughs> This next last play. Right. Michael picked up the ball with a chance to throw it into the end zone. Um, he picks up the ball. He moves up. It's going to be a long pass. He's got, pl- I think he has all, all his rerolls, I think, still. Maybe he used one. I don't, he had quite a bit of them. I intercept the ball. Jeez. The one out of six. I get the stupid ball. I run up. I go for it, I think, once or twice. I throw the ball, I catch the ball, I go all the way down the field, and I think I went for it once or twice, and I scored, all with no rerolls. Jeez. So it was complete lucky BS from a guy who was super bitching. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm used to that. Right. Um, so I'm publicly going to say right now, before I even explain the rest of the game, I'm going to apologize to Michael because he is one of my best friends especially in the Blood Bowl community, but in real life, too. He's a super nice guy, and I was probably a pretty big dick because things weren't going my way. <laughs> um, um, if the situation was I, reversed, I would have on, been super pissed. Since we're on the apology train, you want to back that caboose up and uh, go back a few seasons to some playoff games with just you and I for a No, four? I'm not apologizing to you. Okay. <clears throat> so... <laughs> it's but but I will say for six of those turns total dominance on him right so then the second half begins I go down and I'm still thinking like okay so momentum's gonna turn I can stall this out well Michael's such a good player he was doing everything right still mm-hmm. and it became a situation where I better just score Instead of effing around, and then Michael stopped me, and then him tied up one to one, and then you know momentum switch again. Right. He forced me to score really early. Well, I 
if I remember correctly, he threw a goblin and scored like instantly. Ooh. So then it was two to one and I was getting beat up. And, um, but luckily he had to get a win. Because if you tied, you'd but, still win. But at that point, I wasn't really thinking that. I was. Okay. I, I didn't realize because even at one point, I was like, even if you, if you tie this, you know, you, you know, we'll see what happens with the score. And he's like, I I have a tie, and I didn't know that at mm. the time yeah. for whatever reason. Um, then the last like couple of plays was me really just kind of caging up and making sure he couldn't get to me. Right. And I still think, if I remember correctly, I still think he got to me and we sweated out. But anyways, I won two to one. I went four and oh with uh, Necro. So that makes for the last two tournaments with Necro. In a row. And I won the tournament. So I was really happy with that. Yeah. So um, it's weird to kind of win some tournaments. (laughs) Two in a row. Two in a row. (laughs) With the same team. Yeah, pretty much. And you chicken out when you go to Chaos Cup. Mm-hmm. Sad. It's double points, but baby. So the uh, <laughs> exciting part of the evening was still to come. Right. We decide to go eat as a group afterwards. And for whatever reason, I guess no one could decide on what they wanted. So we ended up going to... Who Hot. Who Hot. Which, which is ended a... up being like three and a half hour drive north Okay. Think? Realistically, it was probably a twenty-minute drive. It felt like we went to another state. It was so far away. It was so funny too because when we got there, well, a no offense to anyone who was part of that planning committee. It's just who hot. I'm not a whatever. It's not that well, special. You, you don't like them down here, really, right? I'm not a fan of it, right? Or that style of food, which is fine. Again, go for the camaraderie. The food's okay. Not a big deal. I found it hilarious when we got there, Bricktown Brewery was right next door. And if you live in Oklahoma City, Bricktown Brewery is kind of a big deal, or at least to some people. It's in Bricktown. It's the restaurant that started in Bricktown. I know, I but everybody around here in Oklahoma think it's it's like something unique to Oklahoma, but they're a chain, obviously. I, I didn't realize they were that much of a chain. Well. Like, I thought, you know, there was a couple around here. I didn't realize So you thought we one. drove back home. No, I didn't actually, but I wouldn't have been too surprised. It, it felt like that place was really far away. It was, but it, couple that with then we were staying the night with Michael at a hotel, and that hotel ended up being it was a motel, forty five minutes the other way. It was a motel. Oh, and it was a motel. The, the door led straight to outside. No, we, let's not even get to that yet. We get to the hotel. And the news crew is there. There's a news crew out in front of your motel. You know how that's the, a bad sign. You know how the little reporter guy is like on his earpiece, and there's a cameraman. They have the lights set up because somebody just got murdered. Mm-hmm. That's what was happening at the motel. We rolled up, and people are outside looking. A lot of people outside with no shirts on. Mm-hmm. Young for whatever urban reason. people. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're like, are, are you sure we want to stay here? Michael's like, yeah, yeah, man, I'll, I'll just go check, see what's going on. So he, he's gone for a while, then he comes back out. He's like, ah, it's no big deal. It's just, you know, uh, the FBI. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> what? So we go to our room, and since we are the white people, they put us by the the uh, actual office. Because it was like right around the other side of the office. We were next to the office, weren't we? Yes, that was on purpose. 
because we were the only white people there. Oh, come on. Which, again, not a racial thing, just stating we turned the corner and there were 40 people in the back of it with, I would say, three or four trucks with their beds open and people in and out of the beds. There was a party. On the railing with music blaring. (laughs) And... There was a cop car down there just sitting. So one of them was a cop or the cop was there just to make sure they're having a good time. I have no idea. So we get into the hotel room and I don't know if Steve noticed this, but I am, I would bet any amount of money or any Blood Bowl team I have that those sheets have never been washed or changed for a while. Did you see Steve change out of his clothes at all that night? (laughs) No, you did not. Steve slept in his clothes. I realize that. We had people next door to us who were possibly going to be getting into a fight. Yes, we did. They were very loud. Um, the There was no towels, <laughs> no shampoo, no conditioner. There was nothing in the nothing. room. It was like somebody wiped it clean. Mm-hmm. And then the, the cleaning lady came in and just put the sheets back on and then just said, screw it. So Michael called down to the office and told him that we needed everything. They came back 30 minutes later. It was super tired at this point with like a couple of hand towels or whatever. No, that's not true. The guy told him to come back in like a a weird time, like seven minutes or nine minutes. Yeah, it was like an oddly specific amount of time. (laughs) Um, And then we never heard from them. And then Michael went back down there to talk to him and he came back with only, yeah, like you said, hand towels. Yeah. Like, about five of these towels would have made one medium-sized towel. Right. So I did not take a shower that night. No. I just decided to just sleep into my time machine. We made sure that uh, we had to have the air conditioning up full blast the whole night to drown people out. <laughs> That's true. I sat. I slept next to the air conditioner because it didn't really bother me. And, uh, yeah, I did not take my clothes off. <sighs> Just in case something happened, I was ready because I was by the door. <laughs> Come to find out, uh, the FBI recalled because there was a domestic disturbance and the guy didn't want to come out when the cops came. And he's like, I'm not coming out. And he had a kid in there. So the cops called the FBI and they talked him out, like negotiating style. <laughs> Sounded like a BS story to me. Those beds were so bad. I, How bad I, were they, Steve? I ached for two days afterwards from how I slept. Oh, boy. It uh, was um... <laughs> it was the last time Michael gets to choose where we sleep. <laughs> Period. I mean, he is off that duty. We made it through the night, though. No more motels. <laughs> we made it through the night, and we got the hell out of there as quickly as we could in the morning oh, yes, and got did. home. And we were pleasantly happy <laughs> to get home. Yes. Yes, we were. It was a very interesting night. <laughs> it was, it was something. So if you're ever in Wichita, don't go to a motel. <laughs> no. I don't even think we told the Wichita guys about that yet. No, no, no. We're, we uh, saved it for the podcast. So um, it was. Yeah. I can't I can't remember a thing that happened in any of those Blood Bowl matches. I can give you a minute-by-minute playdown of everything we did at that hotel. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to make it, actually. I was like, we're going to have some weird thing happen tonight where oh, yeah. 
Fully yeah. expected something to happen. <laughs> we got up. What we got up at? What six to leave? Six thirty maybe? Uh, about six thirty ish. Yeah. We leave. There are two guys just sitting outside in chairs. Yes. With no shirts on. One yes. guy had no shirt. Yeah. Like if they had a jug and a washboard, it would make more sense. <laughs> but it was almost like there were security for someone else. Maybe they were. And I didn't, I didn't want to know any more than that. I just didn't look at them, and I just loaded up the car and sure got did. the hell out of here. And as soon as we left the parking lot, we breathed a yes. sigh of relief. Good times. Good times on Blood Bowl trips. Wow. <laughs> well, hey, we, I, wonder, it, I wonder how racist that really makes us sound. Um, it doesn't matter not. what color any of those people were. Oh, no, no, no. It was a, a fairly trashy environment. Yeah, it's really just the class thing. I couldn't believe they were having a party down there. Maybe, and maybe that's a thing we just don't do. It might be. So. And it was so weird. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, that was our trip to Wichita. We'd like to thank uh, Will <laughs> Oliver and Gabriel Vasquez. <laughs> Gabriel Vasquez for being great hosts. Um, the store up there was Wizards Asylum, which I guess is a sister cousin store yeah. in relation to the one down in Norman. And it was and the one in Tulsa. And it was a super nice environment. It was a great. I bought a T-shirt from them. Steve got a cool T-shirt. I got a Ed Robertson of the Bare Naked Ladies has that same T-shirt. Oh, nice! I bought a little game for the kids, which was pretty fun. So, yeah. but no, we had a great time. It was nice seeing everybody up there from Kansas. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to Joseph Roberts and everybody else that uh, we ran into. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with to answer some. Listener question. All right, we're back with some, um, I guess this would be strategic advice from two people that don't consider themselves very strategic. Strategery. 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 Um, recently, we both received some email for advice. Right. And the only thing we can do is... Address it as honestly as we can, and um, <laughs> hope it works out for you. Right. Uh, I got an email from Mike Carpenter of Austin, Texas. Never heard of him. Never heard of him? Nope. If you're local, you probably have played him or been around him. Uh, Mike says, uh, hey, Scott, I'm thinking about taking either Undead Necro to Nuffleween, or Undead slash Necro to Nuffleween, but I've never played Necro before. Any chance you can share some wisdom? So I'll just ask the guy who's won two tournaments <clears throat> in a row with him. First off, it is pretty cool that somebody's asking us for advice for anything because we honestly don't consider ourselves that great of a player. I mean, we consider ourselves average, but not like I would say we're above average. But but like in a way of like fifty five percent wins. Yeah. Uh, 50% wins, 40% losses, and 10% ties. Not like yeah. a Matt Vanderby or a Brian Two who win no, 80% no, no. of their games. So, I play more for fun than I do strategy. But like I said, my game plan, I don't go in with play sets. I don't go in with, I need to do this or that. My main thoughts are, I want to hurt people. How can I hit people? I should put the ball in the end zone and then just figure it out from there. I think we're both a little block heavy. Oh, I'm very block heavy. And I know that, <laughs> you know, people say like, what plays do you run or this or that? I really, really try never to pass with any team. 
So therefore, I have fun passing. So right, I always take that into consideration, which is a negative. I understand that. So so Mike asked about my opinion on Necro. So I I do have two tournaments with slightly different builds. Um, I know myself, and I know a lot of people like to take down in Diablo Bowl. I only took one werewolf instead of. Most people would probably say take two werewolves, one flesh golem. I chose to take two flesh golems and one werewolf. I think I'm with you because I'd rather have the strength. The speed is amazing, but when you have, to me, when you have two of something, it kind of bounces out but also makes them less special so you don't use them as well. Well, Having one of them really makes you keep them in back, don't risk them as much. And use them when you need to. So here, here is my thinking for Diablo Bowl, where we only got five skills. Yeah. Um, I only took one werewolf, two flesh golems. I like to hit. It, even if you remember what we were talking about going down to Diablo Bowl, and I had actually a guard and a guard on both flesh golems, because mm-hmm. they're kind of a pain in the butt with, they have stand firm, and with that guard, and people are trying to push them out of the way, to eliminate guard, they can't do that yeah. for a few cage and stuff. Um so that was pretty important to me. But then I thought, no, Scott, you will want to hit all the time with those flesh golems because they'll have an advantage. Yep. So know how you play. So I went ahead and changed one of those flesh golems to block. It was probably the best choice I did uh, because I utilized you know, a blitz to hit the guy and move him away so I could advance the cage up. Um, I relied probably more on the flesh golems than the one werewolf at Diablo Bowl. I can see that. At Diablo Bowl, I also did not put any skills on the werewolf. And I did this for a reason. One, he was he played safety since he had the the extra movement. I could keep him further back. And if somebody got careless and put somebody near the sidelines where I could... Or maybe I could just hit him once to get him closer to the sidelines mm-hmm. and then come up blitz and push him out. So he's kind of a threat. <clears throat> he is, but it looks like he's so far away you hopefully mm-hmm. people will miscount or not even think about it. I also didn't put any skills on him because I figured if I played defense correctly everywhere else, this guy's not going to get a lot of opportunities to hit the ball carrier. Therefore, if I put a block and a tackle on him at, in the Diablo Bolt build, if I play correctly defense everywhere else, I'm wasting those skills. Yeah. So I didn't put any skills on him, and I also wanted to use him as a very last resort with Frenzy. I, I thought if I put a, a block or something on him that I would use him as a first... Um, first option blitzer. First option blitzer, yeah. and therefore with Frenzy... I might mess up and eat my rerolls up really quick. Or you might get pushed out of bounds real quick. Something like that. Yeah. So by not putting skills on him, I didn't want to totally rely on him. He was the last choice. And if I had to blitz with a one-die block, you know, frenzy into something. I think it's a th- smart plan. Then I just did that. Yeah. Um, it, it was better for me to take the two flesh golems. Um, I've seen at Chaos Cup, people have the build where they have two werewolves and one flesh golem. I get it. I just tried to play more towards what I thought was good um, for me. I also, in the Diablo build, I put block on my main ball carrier, Ghoul, because block dodge, why not? Right. And I know there's a lot of people that don't like wrestle on the Ghouls because even if wrestle works, you put your guy down and people might be foul him. I still love wrestle as an option. 
I don't think people foul as much as people worry that they do. I understand that. I take down a, a witch elf or a, a war dancer, gonna foul them, no question. Sure. Eh, a ghoul, unless your other one's gone, or I just have an advantage. Probably not. Well, so, as nice as it's beat and take you out. There's some people that hate wrestle. Yeah, and I and I get it. Um, I always feel more comfortable, and maybe it was because I took advice from Matt Vanderby early on on some of those early teams, and he always – I didn't like wrestle either until he was like, you want a guy with wrestle, you want this option. Yeah. And once I got used to it, I really love having the option of wrestle. Nothing yeah. better than going to hit a guy and the guy – you know, Block, dodge, I down got, you go. I got block. Well, I got wrestle. Ah, oh, crap. You know, and yeah, the ball's exactly. loose, and the you know the game's on. Um, so that was at Diablo Bowl, Mike. And then at uh, Emerald City Cup, we had a bigger build. I swapped out a zombie for that extra werewolf, and I still kind of played the same way. I, um, my werewolves were kind of my safeties, but the one that did have block tackle, I moved way up. And I left the one that had no skills in the back Mm -hmm. for that same reason I I told you before. I did overplay that werewolf with block tackle. I felt like I had to blitz with him so much more than before. Now, it also helps with the build total, especially of this tournament, the fact that everybody on the team or everybody who you play is going to have 12 players. One of them is going to have tack or a dodge. For sure. Yeah. So a good player for agility is going to have dodge. You have that guaranteed tackle. You're always going to have someone to try to screw over. I know a lot of people don't like tackle too, but I almost, with every team I have, I usually, in Diablo Bowl, I had one of the whites with tackle. I just like having that option. And If you go up against a team with a lot of dodge, it's huge. It's priceless, yeah. Yeah. Um. The only thing I did different was I added sure hands to the ghoul with block for um, the, or for Emerald City Cup as well, just to have a secure ball handler. I thought with more skills, we might see a few strip balls. Maybe if the, what it's not else? as prevalent as it seems like it should be. I thought sometimes Dark Elf teams or Wood Elf teams have those. It's because you already have the other skills built in. Yeah. So, I mean, but I, I didn't face any of those teams, so yeah. that wasn't a worry. But, you know, sure hands is... Like having a reroll for, for that. So. Yeah, if I'm taking dark elves, I got a block dodge guy. Yeah, sure. Right. So tackle on. But um, for, strip ball, whatever. For for my play style, the flesh golems are probably more important than the werewolves. But the werewolves, I love having as that threat of hmm. it's my last move for the you know for this turn. I'll try something with the werewolf. If I haven't blitzed yet, maybe I'll try to push this guy to bounds with. Two one die blocks, and if you make it, great. If and not, if it's a last ditch effort for scoring two turns, eight movement helps. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, um, I don't know if that helps you, Mike. I would definitely, once again, I would recommend one goal with wrestle, one with block. Depends how many skills you have. Um, if you're going with both werewolves, I would load one with at least block just to protect him. I'd put a tackle somewhere out there. And to me, the reason I took it off the white and moved it to the werewolf is just because the werewolf had more movement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then at least guard on one of the flesh golems. And if you're me and you block, you super block happy, you're going to want block on one of the flesh golems too. At least. So yeah. that's my build. Two rerolls. Good luck with them. They're actually... I've, 
Not because I've won. I liked them the very first time I played them down in Rock Cup. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoyed them way back when. But to, they're, I don't know, they have that kind of, you know, Undead has a little bit of everything. Yeah. They're, uh, they're probably not, I guess they're a tad faster if you count the werewolves, but there's less ghouls. I don't know. It's, it, to me, it's like you have one play style with the dwarves, but you play chaos dwarves and there's just enough yeah. kind of difference. That's what I like about the Necro. I can see that. So, anyways, what did a listener ask you, Steve? Well, then, um, Matt Slater, who plays in the... The on. NBFL? Is that what you told NBFL? me? NBFL? Is yes. that the one with Jeffro and all yeah, those yeah. guys? Um, so, he's the NBFL Denvork Broncorks. So, Scott used to play in that league... You get to choose a drafty, I guess. Oh, they're in the draft. Year. You yeah, got, so you got asked draft advice. I got asked a draft advice. Oh my gosh, this guy must not be a good player. I <laughs> obviously should listen to the podcast more because he's asking me. I don't get it. <laughs> but, um, so I'll just go through his team and I'll tell you what his options are, and you'll tell me what you think. So he's got four black orcs. Three have mighty blow. Okay. Of those. Two have block, and of those, one has tackle and guard. The other one has guard, dodge, stand firm. Okay. Then he's got a black orc with nothing. Okay. Then he's got four blitzers. One, well, they all have block, mighty blow. Two have guard, two have tackle. One of them with tackle has plus one movement, and the other one with tackle also has piling on pro and juggernaut okay he's got two throwers obviously sure hands pass block on both one has accurate dodge and strong arm the other one has nothing else okay Uh, so it seems like a good team but you gotta remember in the nbfl everybody has multiple skills oh yeah and at the beginning of the season even if you don't have a skill you get at least one yeah so then he's got four linemen, two with dirty player, one with guard, and one with block and frenzy. And then he's got a troll with loner, mighty blow, always hungry, really stupid, regen, and throw teammate. So nothing extra. Plain troll. Yeah, plain troll. All right, so what's his draft choices? His draft choices are a lino with dirty player, dodge, and plus strength. Okay. A lino with block, dodge, and mighty blow. Okay. And a black orc with guard and mighty blow. That would be replacing his rookie black orc. Okay. Those are his choices. Yes. So again, a lineman with dirty player, dodge, and plus strength. A lineman with blodge and mighty blow. And a Bob with Guard and Mighty Blow. Now, did he tell you how many star player points these guys had? Only one. And that was when I asked him further questions. I already had my idea. Okay. So, just based on that information. If it was me. Ooh. Okay. It, 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 honestly... Being in the NBFL, to me, if his 
dirty player dodge strength plus one line orc was really close to skilling up, mm-hmm. I would take him. That way I could get block, and then I could have six guys with four strength or more. Because you have the troll, the four okay. black orcs, and that. If he's far away from that skill, I don't think I would take that. So that's your choice? It, it depends on how close he was on the star okay. player points. So here's what I told him. I said, I said, definitely not the first one. Dirty player is bloat. You don't need. I agree with that. You'd never use it. I hate dirty player. Plus, strength is nice, but not cost effective. In my eyes, he's already got, he's over-strengthing everybody already. And he's got dirty player, which is a skill he's never going to use. I totally agree with that, Or he has too. it, and it might get him thrown out. Um, and then I asked him about the Bob. Would he come in at 16 SPP, or would it be a while to get another skill? The Bob would have 23. 23. So he's really close to getting that so block. My two cents was take the Bob. Eight points to block isn't much more than six to getting your first skill. Right. And Blodge is nice, but not like that guy would be the ball carrier. He'd have good skills, so not used as much, in my opinion. So in that case, I think the Bob was the best choice. Like because I said, it's, if, it's if, if, utilizing if the line, everything. If the lineman was just a few star player points away, or a, a random MVP away from getting block to be a, the line, the lineman with strength plus one, mm-hmm. I might take a chance with that. My draft even picks, with the dirty player. Because then you're paying well, I don't like seventy thousand for I, strength plus one. Sure, I, I get that. I totally get that. Uh, I'm just saying having a blodger with strength plus one, if you can get that, would be pretty awesome on an orc team. But the black orc probably efficiently is the right move. Okay, guard mighty blow. But like I said, it just depends on where they're. Every time I drafted. One, in the NBFL, there was player names I didn't like. Yeah. So I wouldn't dra- – I don't care how good they were. I wouldn't draft them if I didn't like their name. Okay. <laughs> I know it's stupid. It is. But I understand. <clears throat> so I would look at that, and then I would look, how close are they to the next skill? Okay. What, what's the next skill I'm going to take, and how close are they? And if they were like, you know, you know – It doesn't I make need, sense. I, I needed that one skill to make them really good, and they're close – I would take a chance with yeah. that guy versus like somebody that was. I think if the Bob was further away, it, I might say take the strength. But I just can't say when you already have that much strength, take another one for 70,000 extra. That just seems too much. And the guard you're getting on the Black Orc gives you extra strength everywhere else. I get that. I mean,. The lineman with block, dodge, and mighty blow could replace any of those other guys and be really efficient. Yeah, he could. Uh, um, I, I don't care what anybody says. I think fum- uh, in but fumble, dodge, I think mighty blow really helps a lot. Yeah. I don't see dodge being that good unless you're a ball carrier. I know it helps to not get knocked down or to move into position. Sure. But if you're not the ball carrier or if you're not a blitzer, then it's just nice. It's not... It's not, I'm not going to say it's bloat, but it's closer to bloat than guard and mighty block. The lineman with strength plus one and the dirty player, though. Dirty player kills it for me. Yeah, that's the same here. So Otherwise, I would have said plus one strength. Although, if he was less than five points away from getting his next skill, I'd probably take a chance. But I'm kind of goofy like that, yeah. and 
I'm not a good MBFL coach. <laughs> the right move probably is the Black Orc with Guard and Mighty Blow. Okay. The Mighty Blow should take him up to the next skill level. Mm-hmm. Then he gets block, and then he's fine. Right. That's what I was thinking. So. Okay. Is that what you told him? That is exactly what I told him. Okay. Well, I mean, I can't disagree with that. Okay. I mean, now it depends on what the name was, whether I draft him or not. There's was, people I Scott do. Prime. Okay. Well, then he's a great name. <laughs> It was amazing to just look at some guys and go, oh, his skills are... Oh, his name sucks. Never mind. <laughs> and that's Sorry, how Tony. fluffy I was. Because I'm awesome. Can't you just rename them once you get them? No. I thought you could. You re- you're supposed to really keep their names. Now, what they would let me do, and I think other people would do it too, like if they came from a school that had like the mascot that was the you know, Wisconsin Badgers or whatever, okay. I would... I would always take the school mascot because they they come from like a college blood bowl league Mm -hmm. that was also like a play on words. So like I would take some guy and I would turn him into like, you know, Tony the Bruin. Okay. You know, if he was uh, from UCLA, let's say the, the, the yellow Bruin and then whatever his last, I'd always throw the school mascot somewhere in there. So they would have that. Like one guy was named Kyle Luca Ludica or something like that, and he was from BYU. Well, they're the Cougars, so he he became Luke the Cougar, you know Ludica or whatever. Okay. I did that every time I drafted, That's just cool. because that was fun to me. Yeah, uh, there was a player named um, something I can't remember his first name, but it was something Sterling, and he was this rotter with I think block dodge mighty blow Jeez. surprisingly, and I named him. Uh, Sterling Rainbow because he he was from Hawaii and they're the Rainbow Warriors. Yeah, and he died. In, I think I was playing John Breeze, uh, winged human, and he blocked me with a snotling to try to get a skull or a boat down. Oh, that one! Yeah, and he rolled three pals and he killed my guy. Uh. <laughs> so my guy never made it at a preseason game. But no, I would I would that not happens. draft guys if I didn't like their names. Okay. I'm weird that way. Yeah, I, I get that. I'm Dr. Fluff, man. I was mad when I killed a guy. Some people like take the college guy, and if their number was like 76 in their name, they would just carry that over. You know, yeah. if they drafted a guy who was whatever number, and so it could be Kyle Smith, linebacker 76, mm-hmm. would be in his name, they would keep that. Well, I, I killed a guy. I think his name was Stoney. He was some lizard guy from Jeffro's team. Well, he had some type of little name in there, and it bothered me a whole lot having that. <laughs> Damn it, boy. You're getting cut. <laughs> I think I kept him until he died, since he was like the oldest player in the league. Oh. So he still was living technically on my Nurgle team. Yeah, just not doing too well. <clears throat> no, it was Ryan Fitz's Stoney. Stoney Gilbert, I think is his name. But he had he had like linebacker 76 or something in his name, and hmm. that transferred over, and that bothered me. I was like, can we edit that just to be Stony Gilbert? Nope. No. Couldn't do it. So anyways, I'm weird with the MBFL and um Well guys, I hope our advice was good. I I guess. <laughs> if you would like more advice, turn into three die block or another A- one. Actually it's kind of fun answering uh I guess, listeners, emails, and questions. I think yeah. it's kind of cool that you at least want to hear our opinions. Even we're more than happy to tell you what we think is right. We just don't feel like we're like... <laughs> it's, it's flattering that you're asking us for advice. I would say cute. But... <laughs> cute, flattering, whatever. <laughs> it's cute you think we know what we're talking about. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, if you have more, give us an email in or catch us on Twitter or catch us on Facebook. And with that, we'll come back with a very special Dogtown moment. All right, we're going to try to be uh, semi-serious here for as much as we can. I'm super serial. (laughs) Man, bear, pig. All right, fine. We're not going to be serious. Yeah, it's us. We're all fat Blood Bowl players. Let's talk about you. So what have you been up to the last month and a half or so? Okay. First, I want to set the stage for last year at Casco. Flashback. <laughs> On the way back from Casco last year, we had a big conversation in the, in the car with Scott Hess, myself, and Steve. Yep. And I think I was falling asleep. And All Steve three of and us with health issues. Not health issues. Um, weight issues. We're overweight. Yes. We're fat. Yes. And I believe I was falling asleep when Steve and Scott were talking about... I should get more healthy, blah, blah, blah. Scott was on a big, big kick, to, especially after, after his uh, soiree last year. You and him exploring downtown past midnight. <laughs> right. Um, My hangover movie moment. Right. He was on a kick to be more healthy. And you know how it is when you get to talking with friends and you're like, oh, plans, things for the future, things I can agree to and not really follow up on. I love those things. So... A big plan was hatched on that drive about we should do a big weigh-in when we do game nights and we all ought to work together and work on losing some weight. Right. And I think we came up with some concept that we're all going to pitch in 50 bucks or we're going to... We went through a different in, few different iterations of it and it ended up being whoever lost the most body fat percentage would... Have their way paid to Chaos Cup this year. Right. The by person, the ultimate loser. By the ultimate loser. Who also had to wear a dress. Who had to wear a dress. The first day of Chaos first Cup. First day of Chaos Cup. At least through the lunch break. Right. So two rounds. We all agreed to this. We decided that. We well, did it the way in even. We said we're not going to start it. As soon as we get back, we're going to wait till next game night. We're going to go out and have some sushi. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have a weigh-in before we start playing games. And I pushed it off because I was going through all the stupid uh, business stuff that I was having to do and dealing with all that. And I really wasn't feeling like even thinking about stuff like that. So we, like I said, we got together. We pigged out on sushi. I made sure to eat so much that my weight would be higher <laughs> Right. At least a, a few pounds higher than it normally was. Um, I think Scott Hess did the same thing, and Steve didn't eat as much sushi as us, but he didn't care. Right. Um, so we all weighed in at various weights. I'm not going to even say Scott and Steve's unless no. they want to talk about it. I weighed in at exactly 300. Okay. And going into it, I was like, look, this, could, this can go either a few ways. I know myself, if I need to, I can watch my weight. I can work out the last couple of months and pull it through, no problem. Because it was going to be us, and I think Michael Lewis was going to get it on it. I'm like, all I have to do is be better than one of those guys. It's not a big deal, right? Uh, I'll say what you weighed in at. Uh, I weighed in at three hundred and one pounds, point four. So Scott was fatter than I was. Three hundred one point four. Is what I weighed in at at the time of about two weeks after Chaos Cup last year. 
And I was at 300 exactly, like dot zero zero, weighed three times, all three times. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so fast forward six months. <laughs> and nothing N- came Nobody of it. really was doing anything. No. Fast forward another couple months. Nobody was really doing anything. Um, I think at this point, Scott and I, Hess and I, were like, yeah. is this even a thing? I'm like, I don't think so. Right. No one said anything. No one cares. You two jackalopes, I guess, called it off without even telling me. Well, I we soon <clears> you <throat> were out, too, because you hadn't been weighing in or anything. Right. We were supposed to have a six-month weigh-in and a monthly. <laughs> right. No one had. So, therefore, by the tenets of the agreed-upon clauses, by failing to weigh in, you <laughs> showed that you were no longer pursuing it. Don't try to justify you nope. getting out of paying me. how life works. So, he, he, tonight... Or almost a year ago, I was 301.4. So, I T- tonight, weighed in again tonight. Uh-huh. I have not done a thing different all year. And you weigh? Exactly 300 pounds. <laughs> and again, I weighed myself three times, came in at exactly 300. He's so happy. It's exactly it was amazing. I do nothing. I do nothing. <laughs> I am the yin and the yang. So for the past two months and probably a week, I've uh, decided to, honestly, it has very little to do with the bet, but I'm taking advantage that we did have the bet. It was to try to get my body to stop being sore. Yeah, I got say, t- let's just be honest. You, your body was physically hurting you. Your joints were hurting you. Right. Um, I, I believe I have a heel spur, to be honest with you, in my that left heel. Help. And I thought it could have been something by eating too much sugar because I know yeah. we have a friend, our friend Steve Eckert, who eats too much sugar and stuff. He gets another friend of ours. What's diabetes. the yeah, whatever it is, where it crystallizes and diabetes. stuff like that. So I thought I need to do something. Honestly, it was to try to get down to about two seventy. Mm-hmm. That that was my real original goal. And you've uh, done sports before. You were in wrestling where you had the habit of changing your weight a lot. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, for the background, um, I was a football player in high school and I also wrestled. Um, I got to the point where I got sick of football despite being fairly good at it. I was just sick of it. And I went into wrestling and then I realized that I'm now at the weight where it's heavyweight or you better drop some weight mm-hmm. to get down to 190 at the time. And, um, my senior year, I was about probably 235 to 40 going into the summer and i worked out and watched what i ate and got down to 190 for wrestling so you've done this before you've actually watched yourself and gotten well, to truth is is my the lowest i really could get naturally was about 200 yeah and then 2 days before the weigh ins i would have to really cut like severely cut not eat anything. So like sweat it out. Practice, sweat it out. Watch, even though it's dangerous, water in- intake and stuff like right. that. Um, I mean, a lot of times lunch was either a can of tuna fish or a, a, a can of peas. But <clears throat> but boys don't have anything to worry about when it comes to body image issues. <laughs> well, it was to make weight, and sure, so like if I had a weigh in on Tuesday night, I would go eat a good breakfast, and I'm not saying. Chumped it. I ate a good breakfast on Monday morning, and I didn't eat again until after what weigh-in 
Tuesday. Right. And it would be a very small amount, so I wouldn't make myself sick. I'd wrestle my match, and then I'd actually have a good meal. Okay. So I kind of starved myself some, but I don't know. You're young and stupid, and you can do it. Right. Um, but that's what I had to do to make weight. I was naturally at, like, you know, 198, 200 pounds. Conversely, my background is um, all throughout high school, grade school, I would have a Pop-Tart for breakfast with a Dr. Pepper, eat no lunch, walk to school, walk a mile or so around school, and then mile back, and then have a frozen pizza for dinner, typically. And my weight never fluctuated. Hmm. I've watched everyone in my family. My brother worked his ass off trying to lose weight, and it never gained any benefit. Like He never saw weight loss. My mom and sister joined Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig and any new fad thing that they could. Never any of it worked. We're all bigger. We're all just built that way. Sure. So my whole life, I've never seen a reason or way to lose weight. And I don't have any health issues. You know, I don't have high cholesterol. I don't have high anything. I've gone to the doctor and been tested, and my health part's fine. So, Right. So today, so I, I started this back on, like, June 20th, really. I okay. think it was June 20th. Um, today is... August 25th, so a little over two months. Um, if you follow me on Facebook, you saw me post pictures of me in the same shirt every 16th on August 16th. You can see the changes. I am now 57 pounds lighter than I was when we weighed in. It's a big difference. It is a big difference. Um, exactly zero pounds different. <laughs> which, look, yours is imp- <coughs> impressive and all, but... Given a year's time, do you really think you could do everything right to weigh in the exact same weight now that you did then? <laughs> no. Okay, no so way. really mine's more impressive. That's all I'm saying. Right. That's I'm more impressed with you, actually, right. than anything else I've ever seen in my life. Yours is awesome. Yeah, Pels in comparison. Absolutely. To what you've done, Steve. Sure. Congratulations. If someone would have bet you money, you would lose weight? would be like, yeah, Scott can lose weight. It can happen. Would Steve stay at the same exact weight after a year? No. I'm telling you. 400 to 1 odds. It's impressive. You're not changed at all in a year. Yeah. Is is amazing. My losing 57 pounds is it's, it's good. It's subpar, it's but it's, yeah. it's still it's good, but not as good as you. Right. So you're probably thinking, why are you talking about this on Blood Bowl podcast? In general, keeping it real, it seems like the gaming community, from what I watch at the <laughs> store or at Blood Bowl tournaments, you have your little skinny guys or your big guys. There's not a lot of in the middle guys. Um, there's a reason that the comp guy on The Simpsons looks like me. <laughs> I mean, it's just how life works. We're gamers, we're geeks, we're going to be introverts, we're going to be shut-ins, we're going to be sedimentary, we're going to be overweight, we're going to be balding, and we're going to be weirdos. (coughs) Can't really help with the balding, but we can try to help with the weight. (laughs) So, all of this is kind of just to, as I was doing this, I was putting stuff on Facebook, and I was doing this for my own health, to live longer for my children. Mm -hmm. 
you know, to maybe just get better for me. And like I said, I wanted to get to 270. And once I got to 270, I thought, well, I'm going to just go to 260. And then when I got to 260, I was like, holy crap, I made it. Yeah. Try 250. And I still want to get down even lower. So I feel better. And the the main reason we're talking about this is not to like toot our own horns. It's to encourage other people out there because we know the struggle. And trust me, when I go to Blood Bowl tournaments, I want to eat the whole time I'm playing games. Oh, yeah. And that's always been a habit. When I play games, I snack, 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 snack. Mm-hmm. I'm like Amadeus Cho from <laughs> the old Hulk comics where he always had to eat to keep his brain active to you know be the smartest guy in the world or whatever. Oh, okay. That's a. <laughs> I was thinking the Flash. You always had to eat whenever you ran fast. Amadeus, Am- Amadeus Cho did the same thing in the Hulk comic when oh, okay. he was like the sidekick. He always wanted to snack and hmm. eat sugary stuff. But so I always felt like that when I play games. I still do. But you've actually been getting feedback from people, right? Uh, what What is amazing is you think you just post something on Facebook, and let's be honest, a lot of times you put or a lot of people. And sometimes even I do. You post something on Facebook just to kind of get a feeler back and go like, ah, I am, yeah. you know, I'm doing something good. You know, mm-hmm. they, they like me. They really like me. I've recently got surprisingly more people than I ever thought that would email me and say, you're looking great. I'm going to start changing. What are you doing? Um, uh, a guy named uh, Steve Long over over in England. He contacted me, and he, I mean, it's. I guess I could read, you know, kind of what he he sent me out of out of nowhere. He's like, uh, "You're my inspiration, mate." He's like, "I've cut calories intake to under sixteen thousand a day, or I'm sorry, so. sixteen hundred a <laughs> if you're day cutting to sixteen thousand a day. Good <laughs> on you. <laughs> and exercising every day. I've joined a gym for guidance and access to cardio equipment." I've already lost eight pounds in the first week. Uh, you know, I'm very happy and I'm going to keep going. And me and him had quite a bit of discussion, you know, and I've had other people ask me, what are you doing? How are you doing it? What are you taking? And I know we have some friends who do herbal life and they do other say, things. There are other gamers that we know that are trying to lose weight as well. Right. I know Matt McDonough or Matt McMatt mm-hmm. is also trying to lose weight. Uh, I believe John Breeze. I believe he told his daughter, like, if you do something, then dad's going to start losing weight and running okay. with you or something like that. Some type of interfamily challenge. Yeah. Probably a wake up call for him too. I sure. mean, just like I did is like, we we're got not these... getting any younger. <laughs> and we got Death these little girls. Real. <laughs> so, what I was telling Steve and trying to encourage him, Steve Long, was encouraging him is just <laughs> I didn't I haven't used any powders or pills or anything else. Mm-hmm. What I've done is is I've just stopped eating as much. Yeah, if you if your belly growls a little bit, it's okay. You're not going to die. I think there's a Buddhist tenant where they say that you should eat until you are two thirds full. Or one-third full, forget which. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's a matter of you don't need to be fulfilled. You shouldn't always have what you feel you have to have, especially right. here in America. Here in America, you go out to dinner, and you just order anything off the menu. It's three times as big as it needs to be. But we're taught growing up, you've got food on your plate, eat it. Or, you know, we just gorge ourselves. That's right. we've been bred to do. Well, and 
like I said, what I was going to say is like we do have some people that use these different meal plans Mm -hmm. or Herbalife. And I guess the old wrestler in me always has been eat less, move around, Mm -hmm. eat less, eat better foods, move around. And so what I did is I didn't do any of the pills or powder, but what I what I did start doing is trying to put better food in my body and cut out sugar. And by sugar, I mean like, hey, uh, my kids are in bed. Hey, Steve, I'm going to run up to the ice cream place. You want anything? And, you know, we hog out an ice cream while we played video games or hung out. Which, let's be honest, never really happened. Well, I might have went for ice cream more than okay. you think I did. <laughs> oh, okay. Steve, uh, honestly, I don't snack. I know it's, you don't. And it's, I'm not being facetious here. My body is just how it is because I eat bad and that's how we're, I'm made. Sure. I but get I that. still need to lose weight. But I know me. Right. I, I love to snack. I love to yeah. eat. Food is good. Oh, yeah. It's the hardest thing in the world. But I just changed what I ate. And for the first time in my life, I bought broccoli. My oldest daughter loves broccoli. I don't love broccoli. I'll cook it. I'll down it. I just use it as fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really liked lettuce or romaine lettuce or any of those leafy vegetables. I started recently in the last couple of years accepting spinach as my leafy vegetable. I just kind of forced myself to eat it. And believe it or not, this week alone, I've had a salad at least once a day, every day this week. Yeah. And I really enjoy them. So I'm fueling my body with better stuff. I'm cutting out. I was a sweet tea drinker all day yes (laughs) all day and you know i thought that was better than drinking dr pepper or cokes it is and it's slightly better but it's still sweet tea all day Oh yeah it's not good so i don't cut out everything but i have my one sweet tea in the morning and then i don't have any more sweet moderation i instead of getting a super giant 64 ounce sweet tea you might get a 32-ounce. I get, or I get a 32-ounce, and I ask them to put light ice in it so I can get a little bit more fuel fluid. And But once it's gone, I don't have any more. Yeah. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't snack on the candy bars and stuff like that. I try to eat good foods, and I even pay the little bit extra money to buy the egg white, healthy, you know, breakfast. Mm-hmm. I, I still eat fast food every day for breakfast. That's the only time I eat usually fast food. Yeah. But I try to take the healthier mark. Yeah, it's a little bit more expensive. But I'm telling you, Blood Bowl guys, who are, or whoever's listening to this, if you can do it for three weeks and it's hard as fuck, if you can do it for three weeks, you start reprogramming your body. And then when you do take your daughters to school for the first day the first day of school and you stop by and get them donuts and you think I'm going to get me one donut once you eat that donut it is like a bomb going mm-hmm. off in your stomach and you hate it sure it tastes good but you your body just shuts down feels like crap and, and I don't know what else more to say besides well, s- do. something that simple um starting isn't the end it's real easy to start losing weight to just get off and like, you know what? They're right. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start trying to eat right. And that's going to last a couple of weeks. And you're going to fuck up. And you're going to go back and like, ah, I screwed up. Uh, fine, screw it. I'm just going to go back to my old ways. Sure. And that's where we need to come in as a group. 
Well, I don't know what we're going to do yet. We're going to have some time. We'll unveil it at Chaos Cup. Um, but we're going to be doing something for the next year to try to encourage everybody out there to eat healthier, become healthier. Not about only losing weight. It's not about only eating right. It's just a matter of changing changing um, what we are. Somebody, I can't. Let so, me say one thing. Mm-hmm. I've done this before. Like, I haven't done much. You know, I did join the gym one time and I actually enjoyed going. And I was going pretty consistently. I'd go three times a week. I'd walk on the treadmill. I never got up to running because I just enjoyed the walking. But I would go after work, spend an hour and a half there just walking, you know, extending my time, going to the sauna. And I felt great. I was doing much better. I was drinking only water. I'd cut out soda for about three or four weeks. This was over like probably a two, three month thing over a summer. Yeah, I remember you guys doing this. And then my cat died. <clears throat> and that sent me into a very big depression. I know as, as lame as that sounds, but it was the cat we got right after my mom died. Sure, I get it. I mean, everybody's. if was, you have an animal, you're attached to your animal. And also, it was realistically the first time I had truly been alone mm. as a person. Because even after mom passing away, you know, I lived with dad, or I lived with a roommate. I didn't have any roommates now. I didn't have a cat. But you had so, your familiar. Yeah, I pretty much did. <laughs> right, I'm he was saying, my best yeah. friend, my buddy. And when he was gone, I didn't work out. I went back to soda, went back to pizza, went back to sure. shit food. And it's a big difference. And I always feel like I want to go back to do it because I did enjoy just getting out there and goofing off and just walking is well, simple enough. Well, and that's what people were asking me. So, what, you know, you're, so you're exercising? And it's like, yes, my big fat butt <laughs> in this short amount of time just would go around my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I would take the iPod, set it for a mile. Uh, first, it was walking. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to run three houses or try. I'm going to try to run six houses. And sometimes I only ran about three houses distance. And then I I was huffing and puffing. Then I would walk a little bit. And then it slowly built up. And the first, like once again, the first three weeks were terrible. It's like, I'm never going to run again. I don't even know why I'm trying Mm -hmm. to run. I'm too fat. And then all of a sudden, about that third week, I started running a whole half mile. And I was shocked. It's like, man, I haven't ran a half mile since I was going to the gym regularly many years ago. And then I was stalled out on the half mile. So I'd, I'd run the ha- half mile and then walk and run the last half. And that was still good. And then, I don't know, it was a couple weeks after that. It went from the half mile to making the whole mile. And I can still run the whole mile and even more if needed mm-hmm. right now. I've kind of plateaued at the... I haven't really pushed myself, to be honest. I do the half mile, or I mean, I do the whole mile. And usually if I go to the park and don't have the kids and stuff, I then walk a mile yeah. afterwards. And then I have I have five dumbbells here at the house that I go lift. And it's not much weights, but it's doing something. Oh, it's a big difference. And it's being active, and I'm firmer in places. And Yes, he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but... My biggest thing to encourage people with, and like I was telling Steve Long when I was talking to him, is like, this is not a diet. 
if you eat pizza and Pop-Tarts all the time, that is your diet. Mm -hmm. If you eat whatever, that is your diet. If you eat lots of salads, that is your diet. Whatever you're eating, I even tell this to my kids, that is your diet. So you are changing your diet. You already have a diet. Right. So many, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm bitching at women, but even guys do this. They say, I'm on a diet, and I'm going to do it for two months, and then they change. Mm -hmm. Then they lose 15 pounds, and then they eat crap again, and they go back up. You have to lifestyle change your diet. Doesn't mean you can't have that stuff. Right. During this two months at family cookouts, they've had ice, homemade ice cream. I get some. Not a big bowl. Right. I get a scoop. And that's plenty. You know, or one thing I've passed on this whole time, and I'm not going to pass in Chicago, is I haven't had a slice of pizza. Not one slice of pizza this whole mm -hmm. time. And I love pizza. Not the frozen pizzas, but I like the delivery pizzas and stuff around here, and I miss them. But I'm just telling you, you got to change your diet. And it is hard, but you can do it. And if, like Steve was saying, if you run into something where your cat dies or you have a bad day and you fall off the wagon or you don't work out for two days, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Just start again. Don't see it as an ending. Just see it as a bump and just start uh, again. About three weeks ago, I didn't hardly work out at all. Uh, just didn't. I was feeling bad and everything else. Didn't do it. Got back on it. Took a few days. Got back up to par. Running my mile without stopping. Mm -hmm. And to me, at you know, I, I read some article that said, like, if you can run a mile under, like, this time, which was, I think, under 12 minutes or something like that, and it had my age bracket in there, yeah. it said I'm in better shape than, like, over 50% of the other people in my age bracket. And I thought, that's better than where I was oh, yeah. three months ago. And that's going to benefit my kids. <laughs> Again, it's going to sound like I'm bragging on myself, but it's amazing now. My oldest daughter will come up to me. And put her hands on both sides of my belly and my back. And she'll go, Daddy, you're so skinny now. Mm -hmm. And I'm still a big dude. I'm just so right. much skinnier than they've ever seen. And where I hope this trickles down in is, is my daughters have seen me eat shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they've seen their mom eat crap. And I don't want them to have health problems either. Yeah. So, you know, I try to really encourage them to... You know, let's make our hearts healthy and let's live a better life. And, and I know I probably should have done this 10 years ago, but I didn't. We all should so start now. I can remember so many times in the past where I'm like, that's it. This is going to be the moment that I turn my life around. I'm not going to be fat anymore and I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to do. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm not. I'm not. And I don't. <laughs> I can remember literally at least 10 times. And like I said, my memory's not good. But these are moments that I failed myself, and I will remember those forever. So I remember every time that I've told myself, hey, you know what? I'm going to use this as a catalyst for me to lose weight, and I don't. And I get excited, and I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, and then I don't. And it's frustrating as hell because I don't like to start something because typically I know me. I'm not going to finish it. I can think of nothing in my life I've finished in my, that I've done. Except Come this on. podcast. No, I'm, so, I'm being okay. serious. All right. I haven't finished college. I haven't finished any project that I've started. You know, I've painted a couple of teams. Who's ah? But, <laughs> like, there's very few things. Th that those I, are finished? Well, <laughs> finished enough. But that's part of the thing. 
So I get the whole why bother starting when you're just going to fail. That's my life. Again, <laughs> three weeks. If you can play hard for three weeks, and I'm telling you, it's okay if your stomach growls. You don't need food. Just go take a big old glass of water mm-hmm. and go to bed. And you, water you, sucks. But you, you will. I'm telling you. I've gotten used to it. The exercise on. <laughs> it's weird. This week, um, you know, I've been doing some different things, hanging out with some other people and stuff. So uh, there was a few nights I didn't exercise at all. I slept terrible those nights. Mm-hmm. In comparison to like when I exercise, I seem to sleep better at oh, night. Oh, absolutely. You're made to um, work. Quite frankly, big guys, you have to be like me. When you used to eat everything you want, you craft a couple of times a day, if not two or three times. At least I did. Maybe I was super regular. I don't do that anymore. My my body actually burns. And hell, I probably saved money on toilet paper. Yeah. Now, at work, I still go take potty breaks. Of course, you're like getting I'm, paid for it. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's I mean, not be dumb. <laughs> I mean, even if I just go sit in there. It's, you know. I had a job where I finished my job at like 7 in the morning, and I'd go to the bathroom for like an hour and a half because no one would bother me. <laughs> this is before phones. I would take a book in there, and I would just read. Not before phones, but you know, but you know what I mean. Also, you start eating better. Your roommate will bring food home a couple of times, and this has happened. Where I said, Steve, are you eating dog crap in there? And he goes, no, it's Taco Bell. And and he's not wrong. And back when, before all this, oh, that smells good. I'm going to go grab me some Taco Bell. Because there was the 99 cent whatever burrito. And we would do that. And here's a trick for everybody out there. I know we're going on a long time about this, but whatever. This it's is important. A, this Too many people have asked me questions about this. So I thought, might right. as well address it. So next time... Like snacks, candy bars, anything like that. You think, oh, I want that. It looks good. Oh, this tastes so good. I was listening to a dietitian one time, and she was talking about how it's not really the food that you're wanting. It's the memory of the food. Yeah, you were telling me about this. So think about like the first time you saw a Twinkie, and you were a kid. And you're like, what's that? Oh, it's a Twinkie. Oh, I want that. And, you know... It, you might have gotten a snack once a week if you were lucky. You know, you might have gone to the store once a week and gotten a candy bar. So they were special. So whenever you have a candy bar now, you're thinking back to times before when you had them. Or a special food like mom's, you know, spaghetti or whatever. You're thinking more about the memory of stuff. Next time you have something, close your eyes. Don't think about anything except what it tastes like. And when you go to eat it, it's going to taste horrible. <laughs> and I've done this with things. Oh, I, I think McDonald's is a big thing because as Absolutely. a kid, that yeah. was the gym when we, at least we were kids. Like, we get to go to McDonald's yeah. to get a toy in our box and I mean, eat french fries. Why do I love pizza? When I was sick, I'd get pizza. Right. So I have that associated. I mean, it works both ways. I used to not be able to eat yellow cheese because when I was a kid one time, I had a grilled cheese sandwich. And I got really sick afterwards. So I associated that with negative emotions. Sure. So it made me sick. So the opposite works. When I hope, you associate positive with crap, you get positive feelings. I really hope pizza tastes good when we go to Chicago. Because I'm going to have sure me a will. slice or two. But, but I, yeah. I bet it will kill me. So overall, we want to help out. If you need encouragement, talk to us. 
if you want to encourage us, please talk to us. No, I mean, yeah, seriously, the all the people that have talked to me, Steve Long, uh, Matt, so many people have talked to me. You are encouraging me more than you think you're encouraging me. Yeah. Because every, at times, the next meal or sometimes the next day can be a struggle where you just go, F it. Who cares what I eat today? But it does matter. And oh, I'm not looking if, forward to it. If we all work together and encourage each other, we actually might be able to do something positive besides talking about our uh, interception in the right. end zone or whatever else. And, you know, again, coming from my background, I have anxiety. I grew up super anxious, just incredibly bad to the extent that you wouldn't believe. But I still have that sometimes when it's like going to the grocery store. I don't want to go to the grocery store. I don't want to deal with people. That, that is the weirdest thing. I don't want to. It it It's so much easier for me to just go through a drive-thru, pick up food, come home, not worry about it. But to actually go to a grocery store and pick up actual food that I actually have to prepare sounds horrible to me. Now, I know it's cheaper. I know it's more healthy. I know it's better for me. And I know realistically half the times I eat something going out, it doesn't taste as good as I want it to. But I still would prefer that over just going to the grocery store and buying, you know, a chicken breast and some rice and cooking it up. So I need to get over that. It's hard and I'm not looking forward to it because food is a very big comfort thing for me. I used to go to the grocery store and if the, girl that was checking us out was kind of cute i used to always hate putting all my food up there and going like she's going like oh he eats ice cream and a lot of cereal Mm -hmm. and a lot of this crap well no wonder he's a big old fat ass yeah and now it's like look at all these vegetables yeah it's it's a big difference (laughs) no it it it, it, (laughs) i've noticed even at work they they say they don't fat shame or anything else it's amazing i mean more people talk to you I mean, we all know that happens, but they say that that doesn't. I mean, I don't usually have an issue with how I look because I look in the mirror and I'm not the most attractive guy, but I look sort of handsome with a beard, sort of. (laughs) But then I see photos of me and I'm like, from the side, I'm like, my God, I'm a fucking whale. That's horrible. Now, the flip side to this is, is even though I've lost 57 pounds as of tonight... I still feel really fat, and I don't know if it's because I can't shake the fat guy in me. that's going to be it. For the rest of my life. Now, it's not like I'm throwing up or anything or skipping meals. It's just I still feel fat. I don't feel like hardly anything's changed. I don't know uh, that that will ever change. But a lot has changed, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, it's really awesome. It's nice to see even my daughters, you know, say, like, I'd like to eat healthy tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm hearing that more and more, so... It's pretty cool. You guys can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, I need to try, so help me out. <laughs> Steve <laughs> wants help. He he needs a, a gang mentality on this. So a Chaos Cup, we're going to pack up my scale. We'll weigh people. We'll If you're live at Chaos Cup, we'll weigh you and write it down in some type of log. And we're going to come up with something. I don't know if we're going to do some dice or something like that. And we, again, we want this to be an overall healthy change in your lifestyle, not a numbers game. So just by making yourself better is what we want. 
Yeah, we're going to come up with it's something. It's not going to be like, whoever loses the most weight is going to get $100. No, it's not that. It's more like we're all living better. <laughs> you know, not necessarily at tournaments because we know we're going to eat like crap and drink. But outside of that, we're going to try to live better and longer but, so we can play more Blood Bowl. But at tournaments, drink water. Don't get a soda. Sure. Yeah, yeah. it can happen. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's what, that's what we're after here. I know this has nothing to do with Blood Bowl besides keeping you guys alive so Steve can trade you the miniatures he needs. If anybody has <laughs> a second edition Dark Elf Bald Kicker with the plume, trade me. <laughs> Sell it to me. Whatever. It's the last thing I need. <laughs> Aside from the super rare stuff. He needs it, folks. Anyways. Eh. All right. So I that's like cake. That is our big... <laughs> Big Blood Bowl weight loss challenge. Um, Steve and Scott Hess are going to pay me for my Chaos Cup entry yeah. because I'm not going to make them wear a dress hey, since they I'm called it off without telling me. Exactly. Again, <laughs> much harder to pull no, off. No, you motherfuckers are going to pay me. Much harder to pull you off. You guys are going to pay me. 25 each. We're going to call it even. And then we're all going to work better to get a healthier life for the next year. <sighs> Healthy. You can do it, dude. I can do it, sure. It sounds horrible. It, it is kind of horrible. At first. Right. Like, yeah, lettuce and stuff kind of sucks, but I've been like jonesing for salads. I like, like how you have a salad and then you just drench it in honey mustard. No, I don't drench it. Oh, you were drenching the one I saw you eat chowing down on. Um, There's a tri- trick for that. You take the fork... You put it in the sauce and then get your salad. So you get a little bit of taste. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm still not eating ranch and the other really no, fattening stuff. That's the good thing. I've never ate salads before. Yeah. So therefore, you know how everybody's addicted to like ranch and all those bad yeah. salad dressings. Well, honey mustard's not great. It's not bad. It's not as bad for you as the other ones. Yeah. So I love honey mustard. I love honey mustard and boom. Boom indeed. I don't like ranch. Me neither. Yeah, it's terrible. Anyways. Both down we're gonna, the athletic department. <laughs> we're going to eat healthier. We're going to see you at Chaos Cup. And then we're going to come back with some shout outs. It's time to knock out some shout outs. Shout outs. Knock out. <laughs> so that's, what we're doing. That's <laughs> a new thing now. It's the shout out knockouts. That's, oh, okay. I have uh, nothing. You have nothing? No, I mean for that. Oh, um, okay. So last episode, we talked about the discussion of ghouls, why they do not have regen, right? Right. And we got a lot of feedback. Um, John Spurgeon. Um, a lot of feedback. Uh, yeah, a lot of people. Phil. Some people. So basically, they're humans who feast upon the dead. That's it. That's why they don't have regen, is they're just regular humans, so when they die, they die. They're like evil humans. They're not necessarily just Well, not good human. humans eat dead people. When's the last good person you knew that ate a dead person? Um, Besides Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean... <laughs> Stop. Okay. Okay, so they're like human <laughs> people who eat dead They've people. They've been tainted by evil, so now right. they crave the flesh of the living. Okay. Or the dead. So they're like Whatever living zombies. Essentially. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which I guess is why they're more, you know, agile and not as heavily armored and stuff. Because they're, yeah, I got you. 
So it makes sense. Okay. So thanks for pointing that out to us. It actually comes from the Warhammer fluff. God, we should have known that, though. But we're kind of eh, lazy. Should have, but whatever. We don't. I'd like to shout out uh, Sean Burke, who has been encouraging me and said he's proud of my weight loss. And um, he's thank Australian. you. He doesn't know anything. Oh, you he, can't trust anybody in Australia. He was showing me some cool uh, collectibles he got too. So just want to shout out to him. A shout out to Steve Long, who's also working on this weight loss thing. You guys ever need me? Holler! I'll encourage you. Same with Matt McDonough, who's doing an awesome job so far, and I hope he keeps it up. Yeah. So I just wanted to shout out all those people. So does that um, mean no White Castle this year? Um, boy. So I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> since since they changed ownerships. Since they changed ownerships, I'm probably out for White Castle. And really, White Castle's not that good to begin with. Here's the deal. I would go to White Castle, but I would get one burger, one slider, and maybe a few of your french fries. But I'm not ordering a meal. Yeah. Not at all. You know how hard it is to for me, and I know this is going back to the subject, but like when I order food at a restaurant and it comes and I get full, but it's still there and I know I don't want leftovers, I'm like, I I paid so much for this. <laughs> I know. I need to eat it. Trust me, I know. It's hard. But what you got to think about is when you go out to eat, and if you eat healthy and you have leftovers, you get two meals for the price of one. Yeah. Then your $8 salad has turned into two $4 meals. It's if true. you can accept that. Yeah. Anyways, um, shout out to Jonas and all the Swedish guys who are headed over this way. I talked to Jonas today. He's looking for some goodies for my daughters and stuff. So that's, Sweet. That's pretty awesome. Um, He's going to load you up on chocolate. Probably so. Um, who else are we going to shout out here? Anybody coming to Chaos Cup? Anybody who said they were going to come but can't? We would like to announce that... Submarines. Nuffleween. Oh, we have a date for Nuffleween, November 5th. Which will end the Scar series, so it'll be November 5th. As soon as we get back from Chaos Cup, we should shortly have the rules set up. Right. It'll be the same build as last year. So if you go to the website and find the build, you can figure that out. But just a different It's going to be a different theme, different kickoff right. table. So it's the same build where every round you're going to lose a skill, the trick-or-treat method. And <clears throat> supposedly the custom figure is getting made. So we should have a custom figure. But I wouldn't count on it until we know more. I want to see a picture of it. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> um, Chaos Cup. We're going to, once again, have a table. We're going to have some shirts. We're going to have dice. Um, Should have some new D3s that everybody liked. Yes, if you came to Oklahoma Bowl. Some red ones. And you saw the D3s that we gave away, we and we sold the last few of those, mm-hmm. we will have a special edition Chaos Cup version of it, I guess right. is how we're calling it. So unveiled there. What is amazing is once again we we are like the flag bearer for Chaos Cup because every year we get there early, we you know hang out with people, we stay late, we hang out with people, and this year, under terrible circumstances, yeah. Chaos Cup doesn't have custom dice, but the boat down guys, custom red bloody dice. For Chaos Cup, the D3s that everybody loves, it's a, f- a coin flip dice, basically. Right. Three orc heads, three 
goblin, so you can do your coin flip without flipping a coin and chipping a miniature, and it has the D3s. It's amazing. It should be amazing. And we should have some patches, hopefully. If they arrive in time, they we will arrive in time. Patches. If not, then I'll be getting some free patches. <laughs> um, and then maybe some other cool stuff for us to be using. I'm not um, sure yet. I'll have a few copies of the Bad Girls and uh, the last few copies of Boner Storm if you really need any of that filth. If you need Boner Storm, just find Scott and get <laughs> Boner Storm from him. <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> Oh, good times, good times. Um, good time, one of the last things I want to announce is last year when I did the All Snotling team, I kept stats and gave out prizes for whoever had the, the Snotling with the highest star player points. Right. This year I want to do the same thing, but since I'm taking Ogres, um, it's just going to be the first people to contact us through both down podcast at gmail.com. First six people? First six people will get a random ogre, and I will keep stats on that, and then you will win some type of prize. It could be a copy so, of Boner Storm. It could be some Scott Prime dice. I don't know. Have Why don't they email you directly? At bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Do you not want me to have it? Okay. Huh? I was just going to have them give out your real address so that. Why? Because that way I don't have to deal with it, because I get them all. No, you don't have to check them as soon as they beep. I do. <laughs> if I don't, there's like a little notification that stays there. And I, I can clear it, but then it bugs me. <laughs> okay. I have to read stuff when it comes in on my phone. That's how that works. So if if you're listening to this about 12 hours after it's been posted, don't email because no. it's going to be taken. Because last time it was really quick. Yeah, I mean, you, so, can, you can email; it's fine. So I'm only I'm only looking for the six ogre spots. I'm um, not going to keep track of all the snowlings. Right. Um, do you want to give a shout out to someone who sent us some 3D customizationable thingies? Which, if they come in time, we will have to show off, and then we will discuss it later on. I'm pretty unclear exactly what you mean by that, so I'm going to say sure, Steve. Okay. Well. <laughs> Steve's being very vague. I still don't know what he means. We're... <laughs> he's acting like he's playing Duck Hunt now. <laughs> we have recorded way too long. We really look forward to seeing everybody at Chaos Cup come up and talk to us. Come shake our hands. Tell us what you love about the podcast or hate about the podcast so maybe we can improve it. Um, we do like feedback, whether it's good or bad. And if you hate Scott Prime, please tell him because he thinks everybody does. Oh, yeah. Everybody hates me. I know. And when I act like I do at Emerald City Cup against <laughs> Michael, the guy I stayed at the hotel with, I'm, it's probably I well like deserved. It, it's so cute that you think that that's the only time it happens. <laughs> it happens every time you play a game. Every Blood Bowl game, every regular game, Scott goes into the, why am I even playing this? Everyone else is going to win. Then it comes down to the last 10 seconds, and Scott's like, oh. I won, or I was only five points behind? Wow, I can't believe that. Shut up. Hey, I'm competitive. You're a dick. <laughs> I'm a competitive dick. <laughs> uh, Scott's new team name, Competitive Dicks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, you better have a good team name if you want to make the uh, top 20% of the, uh, that's true. the team names if I do that this year. 
I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Right. We we should be at the um, Super Show event on Saturday night. <laughs> as they team up against me to make me lose my belt. As the st- If you don't know what that is, that's the wrestling game that is run by the guys from Zerpcast. And they're going to, we won the tag titles and the heavyweight championship belt. I won the heavyweight championship. Well, let's. The extraterrestrial championship, which I told them was the, technically the XTC belt. <laughs> and they said it's the XT belt. I'm like, no, it's the XTC belt. And I get all the powers of all XTC songs. Oh, that's cool. Which then I realized. The Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead. I only know the Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead <laughs> right. and the Sergeant Rock song. <laughs> I don't know any other song by them. So we've had their belts all this time and we've been defending them everywhere. And they're going to cheat, lie, and steal until they get those titles from us. So we know that we are going into, an, uh, into the event, going to lose the titles, and that's okay. Because yeah. we've. We're going to have the longest reign of those titles, oh, yeah. no matter what, because they play <laughs> that game year. all the time. <laughs> you can play the WWE thing of, they've held it for 365 days. <laughs> we really should go check when last year's Chaos Cup was to see how many days we did hold it. <laughs> the reigning 362-day champions. Not, I, it's not going to be quite a year, but that's right. kind of sad, but that's okay. That's good enough. It's going to be the longest reign <laughs> of their league. So. <laughs> So uh, come play some Super Show with us on Saturday night. And I don't know what else to say. I'm kind of rambling here, but we're really looking forward to it and excited. This is always like the big, I don't know. It's a bigger community. It's the the Blood Bowl camp of the year. Yeah, I guess it is. It's like summer camp for Blood Bowl. We get to see all of our friends, hang out all weekend. Right. And then drive back on Monday, which is Labor Day, which everyone's going to be driving on. Right. But we'll see. So. We will see you then. Goodbye. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you want to know if your team name is Both Down Approved, Send a tweet to at BD approved. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube elves. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube elves. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube elves. Hi, I'm Gronk Harrington, President and CEO of Gronk Harrington's Wacky Waving Inflatable Arm Flailing Tube Elves Emporium and Warehouse. Thanks to a casting error, I am now currently overstocked on Wacky Waving Inflatable Arm Flailing Tube Elves, and I'm passing the savings on to you. Attract fans to your Blood Bowl game. Make a splash at your next team meeting. Keep old players company. Protect your Bloodweiser. Confuse Gabos. Snotling? Call for a pass. Pray Snuffle. Or just be more annoying. Whatever your wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube elf needs are. So come on down to Gronk Harrington's Wacky Waving Inflatable Arm Flating Tube Elves Emporium and Warehouse, Route 5 in Middleheim.